This is Tani Talks Radio, the year where we talk a topic for the week for the audience members to keep. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again here on Tani Talks Radio. Just a heads up, you could hear all of our different podcasts throughout the years at the Tani Talks Radio on different podcast forums. We're on all podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, Google, and the like. The live episode you could hear weekly at this time, which is fantastic, Baruch Hashem. And the other shows also, the Tani Talk staff and OT and Pirkei Avos and Parsha can be heard on all podcast forums as well. And stay tuned for great content, God willing, to come in the future. But now, here tonight on Tani Talks Radio, we're talking about the idea of leadership, talking about the idea of taking an example, follow the leader. You should be the leader, following in your own footsteps, that people should follow in your footsteps. You should be that leader in your own life. Throughout history, there have been many leaders. Some have been great, while others have been terrible. Some did wonderful things, while others were downright awful. We know, for example, there were many leaders throughout the Tanakh. We look at Malachim Aleph, we look at Malachim Bet. After David and Shlomo, besides for Shaul, obviously, we see many examples of leaders that were really not good. They did bad things. They feel they followed in a bad way, especially like Yeravam, especially like this one or that one. And then we have those from the Israel and those from Yehuda and Binyamin. Not good examples. And then we have some great examples. There have been many leaders throughout history. Some did wonderful things, while others were downright awful. Leaders came and come in many shapes and sizes, with some accomplishing terrific feats, while others committed horrific atrocities. What makes a person become a leader? And how does one do good while another one does bad? If we look at the colorful people in the history of the world, and of course within the Jewish people themselves, different types of leaders arose with different worldviews, opinions, and character. How does one person go from a businessman to lead an entire country? How could a farmer rule a whole land? How does a young Hebrew servant end up leading a whole empire for the longest reign of any Jewish ruler? Lahavdo to the negative, how does a drunken boor, spewing vile, hate, venom, and anger, go on to lead a whole country as a dictator, spewing evil, murder, and atrocity after atrocity? On the flip side, how does a man with a speech impediment, a fugitive from his foster parents' palace, go on to become the greatest leader in our history? The question really then becomes... What actually makes and forms a leader? What are the elements involved in a leader and what makes one lead well to positively impact the world? If we think about some famous personas in our history, there are some elements that may jump out at us, to us and at us. Think about Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Yehoshua, David, Shlomo, Yoshiahu, Chizkiyahu, and Yosef, among others. These were strong-willed people with courage, bravery, chesed, strength, truth, and humility, among many other wonderful qualities on their side. These were people, servants of Hashem, who wanted to bring more godliness to the world and lead the world to a better place. These are all elements that a leader needs to have. Courage, 
bravery, the ability to stand strong, to bring chesed into the world and to bring chesed into the reign and into the rulership, into the leadership is something that must be done. I want us to pause to look at the different quotes about leadership. Try to focus on a few of the quotes. Try to let them resonate with you, to sit with you and penetrate deep into your heart. If you could take a few of the many quotes that I'm going to, God willing, say to you, it can follow you and propel you to be a leader in your own right. Follow the leader, you! Follow the leader, you! Bishimoni says, Most often, the man who becomes leader is not the one that knows the way, but the one who behaves as if he does. Most often the man who becomes leader is not the one that knows the way, but the one who behaves as if he does. The Talmud Brachos points out in 55a, We must not appoint a leader over the community without first consulting the people. You cannot appoint a leader without consulting the people first. Way, way, way back years and years ago, they knew it had to be from the people, even though in recent history and the democracy, we know that it has to be approved by votes and whatnot, even though I'm not going to go into that now, but obviously it has to be done with consulting the people first. The Talmud Yerushalmi points out in Sanhedrin, as the generation, so the leader. As the leader... So the generation, the leader can only be as great as that generation. If the generation is falling into the abyss, the leader can only be so great as versus the generation that he's leading that's going into the abyss. As the generation, so the leader. As the leader, so the generation. Lahavdil, Henry Kissinger says, the task of the leader is to get his people from where they are to where they have not been. The task of the leader is to get his people from where they are to where they have not been. The Talmud points out Lahavdil in Brachos. No leader should be set over the community without first consulting it. As we saw before, but different way of phrasing it. Lahavdil, John Maxwell says, A leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Great quote. A leader is one who knows the way, who goes the way, and who shows the way. You have to show it, and you have to go it, and you have to know it. J.K. Rowling, Lahavdil, of all these quotes that are not Jewish in origin are Lahavdil. J.K. Rowling of Harry Potter fame in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows talks about quotes. There are many quotes about friendship. There are many quotes about life. And of course, as Harry goes on to many, many difficulties and many challenges throughout the books, I myself read them throughout the years, saw the movies throughout the years. My wife, of course, is a huge Harry Potter fan as well. Lahabdul, Lahabdul. But listen to this quote. And if you're a Harry Potter fan, by the way, I challenge you to figure out where in the book this is said. To who and from who is the quote said. I will tell you it's from the Deathly Hallows, but listen to this. It's a curious thing, Harry, but perhaps those who are best suited to power are those who have never sought it. Those who, like you, have leadership thrust upon them and take up the mantle because they must and find to their own surprise that they wear it well. 
I'll read it to you a second time, and you could tell me, you could quote, and you could send it back, you could email me anytime at MaximumTEE7 at gmail.com. Always happy to hear comments and suggestions, especially if it's positive feedback, love to hear that. Challenge, tell me where in the book, who is talking to who with this quote from Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. It is a curious thing, Harry, but perhaps those who are best suited to power are those who have never sought it. Those who, like you, have leadership thrust upon them and take up the mantle because they must and find to their own surprise that they wear it well. Sometimes leadership is thrown upon us. Sometimes we don't seek it. We don't want it. We don't think we need it. But we have to stand up. We know Pirkei Elvis says, "Bemalkom she'en anashim lahavdil hishada lihios ish. A quote in general that was used for my dad also. He passed many years ago. He was very involved in the community, a leader in his own right. A lot of times there is a power vacuum and we don't need to seek power, want power or run after power but sometimes there is something that needs to be stepped up to. There needs to be a role even if it's a tiny aspect like a group project where there is no leader or a team challenge there is no leader. You have to step up. Sometimes it's thrust upon them but it ends up being that they wear it very well. Great leaders create more leaders not followers, as said by Roy T. Bennett. Great leaders create more leaders, not followers. Ronald Reagan is said to have said, the greatest leader is not necessarily the one who does the greatest things. He is the one that gets the people to do the greatest things. What a great quote. The greatest leader is not necessarily the one who does the greatest things. He is the one that gets the people to do the greatest things. That's a leader. He gets the other people to rise up, to stand up, to accomplish great things, to accomplish wonderful aspects in life. He himself, we're not talking about how much he gets done, but he gets everyone else to get things done. John Maxwell says leadership is not about titles, positions, or flowcharts. It is about one life influencing another. Warren Bennis says leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality. The capacity to take a vision and put it into reality. We could be leaders in our own lives. You have an idea for a podcast, for a show. Tell me. I'll help you set it up at jewishpodcast.offendlynetter. Email me maximumtee7 at gmail.com. Anytime. We're happy to help. You have a book, an idea, you want to put it into fruition, you want to put it into reality, that could be leadership in its own right. I told you many times during Corona I had this idea, this Jewish concept, finding the characters, finding the items, and I'm working on putting it into a book. We put a vision into a reality. We could become our own leaders. You have an idea for a show, you put it into words, you put it into life. We have the ability to be our own leaders. Warren Bennis also says the most dangerous leadership myth is that leaders are born. That there is a genetic factor to leadership. That's nonsense. In fact, the opposite is true. Leaders are made rather than born. Leaders are made rather than born. Kenneth Blanchard points out how the key to successful leadership today is influence, not authority. Influence is more important than authority.
A great leader's courage to fulfill his vision comes from passion, not position. Passion, not position, John Maxwell says. Rosalind Carter says a leader takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but ought to be. John Quincy Adams, one of the original people involved in the founding of the country of the United States. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. Again, this quote is bearing repeating. If your actions inspire others to dream more, to learn more, to do more, and become more, you are a leader. That comes from John Quincy Adams. Fu Han Yuan points out how there are three essentials to leadership. Humility, Moshe Rabinu had that. Clarity and courage, which of course he had as well. Lahavdil. Humility, clarity, and courage are what are essential to leadership. You have to stay humble. you got to stay clear on what you want to do. And you have to have courage to put into motion what you want to accomplish in life. Lahavdil to all these quotes, Vince Lombardi says, leaders aren't born. They are made. And they are made just like anything else through hard work. And that's the price we'll have to pay to achieve that goal or any goal. I want you to think about these quotes. Try to latch onto any of the quotes we spoke about, we thought about, and keep it and hone it into your own life. Leadership really involves different elements especially being for the people, by the people, with the people, involving much hard work. The leader needs to have elements within himself to propel him and those around him involving much effort and much exertion. Safaria points out in the rise and fall of Shlomo HaMelech, Shlomo HaMelech's great choice, that there is a TED Talk by Bob Davids titled, The Rarest Commodity is Leadership Without Ego. Mr. Davids emphatically communicates that effective leadership can only be accomplished when the leader is wholly devoted to his or her people. The ineffective leader is one who is self-serving and whose goal is to advance his or her own interests. Hence, a leader must put the people first, trying to help those around him as much as possible. A leader who is selfish, trying to promote himself, is not wholly devoted to the people, and thus not really the right type of leader. I want to look at a few more quotes from a Jewish perspective of Rabbi Sad, Zechar Tzadik Levracha himself. He always had beautiful sayings, beautiful writings, and amazing quotes about leadership as well. Always choose influence rather than power. It helps change people into people who can change the world. Influence more important than power. To be a leader, you do not need a crown or robes of office. All you need to do is write your chapter in the story. Do deeds that heal some of the pain of this world and act so that others become a little better for having known you. We want to say, after 120 years, is the world better for having known you? Is the world better for having had you in it? 
is the world more brighter and more fantastic for having had you being a part of that world if you can't answer yes to any of those questions we all of us if we can any of us cannot answer yes to that question we have much work to do not just in the leadership aspect but in the general aspect of life we want the world to have better off for have known us after 120 years god forbid than us having not been known by the world what can we contribute what can we do to make the world a better place a brighter place we want it to be that the world is a little better for having known you as rabbi Sachs at Sal points out himself a leader should never try to be all things to all people a leader should be content to be what he or she is leaders must have the strength to know what they cannot be if they are to have the courage to be themselves leadership demands two kinds of courage the strength to take a risk and the humility to admit when a risk fails parents and leaders must establish a culture in which honest open respectful communication takes place one that involves not just speaking but also listening without it tragedy is waiting in the wings god forbid so these quotes especially these quotes from rabbi Sachs, all explain to us the idea that leadership and leaders are not something that come to the superhero quality or extraordinary people that are only seen in the elite or upper echelons this is something that can be captured by all of us in a simple and direct manner with doing even small acts that change the world and those around us including ourselves when i personally think of leaders and leadership i think of the statement that we talked about before we had to do before which for me is really a mantra from Pirkei Elvo's Parag Bet Mishnahe which should propel all of us to stand up and innovate or initiate something the mantra helps guide me in general and push me back in 2018 to start being involved in podcasts and then to add the Parsha show and the Daf show sheer and the Tani Talks radio sheer in the past years this statement is really what tries to lead me in life this statement is a very famous statement that many people know about but how many people actually act on it and actually use it this statement comes from bet hey who haya omer he used to say who used to say look at perkevas you can find it out I will give it away to you. It was Hillel. Hillel had amazing statements, a very interesting life. Not for now. But he used to say, In a place where there are no men, you strive to be that man. You strive to be a man. You strive to stand up and fulfill the role. And of course, if it's a lady, strive to be that lady, that woman, that person filling the void, filling the role that needs to be done. When there are a place where there are no men or women, strive to be that man or woman. In a place where there is no person, be that person. When there is no one else, the English explanation of Pierre points out, when there is no one else to take the initiative, 
and assume responsibility, a person should take the leadership upon himself. That means if you have an idea, you have an inspiration, you have something to start or create, you must do it. You must start it. You must be the person to rise to the hour and rise to the occasion. You must, if no one will be the leader, whether it be to start a minion, make a meal train, innovate a show, start a food drive, a clothing drive, a toy drive, make a book, make an article, whatever, begin any sort of project or mission, then you must do it. You need to stand up and be that leader where there is no leader. If there is a lack, a void in the world, you can fulfill that void. You can do it. I felt that there wasn't exactly the the idea in life where you hear a lesson, a quick lesson on the daf. So I started that show thanks to Hashem. I felt like there needed to be a quick blurb on the parsha, ten minutes or so, something about the name of the parish or some lesson that stands out to me, so I did it. I thought that there would be a lesson we should learn from every day, from Pirkei Avos. I love that Sefer. Let's learn a few minutes together and go through the whole season. It takes me a whole school year. That's what we did, thanks to Hashem. Always thanks to Hashem, all because of Hashem putting it in my mind. I felt like as an OT, I need to do more. I need to give more. I need to contribute more. I can't generalize and transfer these skills. It just doesn't work if I only have a kid twice a week for 30 minutes, maybe three, three times a week. How much can I transfer to the home? But you can listen to me at any time. You can listen to me all the time. My favorite was when a student I had many years ago remote said, I listen to your show and I take notes. I felt such tremendous nachas. At least one person over the years was finally affected. That was from Hashem. I had to put it into motion. And when I felt this strong, strong need to be on the radio, and it's been lying dormant for years, I said, last year, we need to do something about this. I pitched the idea. And Baruch Hashem got backing and we created an entire radio station. Be able to do that, Baruch Hashem, and created an app with that. You want to do it, you could talk to me. I could tell you how we did it, MaximumTEE7 at gmail.com. And Baruch Hashem, to be also on Nachum Siegel Network is a tremendous privilege as well. It is a wonderful thing to be on the radio. And I said, I have to do it. I have to go ahead and do it. Hashem put it into my mind that I want to speak about a topic, a shear every week with sources and different ideas and aspects. Lots of times we bring stories and quotes into it. Some message that we could try to talk about in 45 minutes or so in this forum, at this hour, at this day. It was something Hashem put into my mind, but I had a tremendous passion for it from Hashem. I had to do it. No one's going to do it for me. This tremendous side project of the five I had this idea for years. No one was going to do it for me. I have to put it into fruition. I have to put it into existence. Baruch Hashem. It was published a few times now. You can find it on a weekly basis, Baruch Hashem, in one of the Jersey papers. I myself live in New York. It is a fantastic project. I love it. And hopefully we're Zoha. I'm Zoha to do it for a long time. Hashem should bless us. But any idea you have, and I'm not a great 
uh, innovator or creative person, I only have these small ideas that Hashem puts in my mind. There are people that have much greater ideas, much bigger ideas, much greater leaders than myself. I'm a tiny, tiny, tiny aspect trying to do a little Dalaramos from my cozy house in the middle of New York. There are some people that have much more grandiose ideas, but if you have the idea, you got to do it. If you're pulled to an area, to a certain area, to a certain job, you have this idea and it nags at your mind because Hashem is telling you, you must do this. You have to do this. You have to get this accomplished. Get it done. Hashem doesn't give talents for no reason. Hashem doesn't give capabilities for no reason. Hashem doesn't give us the tremendous ability to make a hafla and a hashpa on people to make an effect on people for no reason. You must do something with it. You need to. I will tell you though, just because it starts with you doesn't mean it has to end with you. As you can't do everything, you can't complete everything alone as one person. Pirkei tells us in Perak Hay, Mishnahs Tedvav and Tedzayin 15 and 16, Rabbi Tarfon Omer, this time I told you who it was, Rabbi Tarfon Omer, Hayom Katser Vahamalacha Merubah, we know it's a very famous song. Hayom katzer amlacha meruba. Vihapoy in the other sachar harbe. It's a whole song also from A.K. Pell as well, but it originally, many, many, many years ago, obviously is a fantastic, profound Mishnah. Rabbi Tarfanom, Hayom katzer vahamalacha meruba. The day is short and there is so much to do. The day, of course, leading to the analogy of the lifetime. If we're Zohar, we should be Zohar, all of us, to be blessed with 120 years. But even so, that's a blip in the history of the timeline of the world. There's so much to do. There's so much to accomplish. There's so much to be done in the world. The day is so short. He also would say, though, Two great songs, two great messages. You also must know that it's not upon you to finish, but you're not free to start. Again, starting back in 2018, I had no idea if the shows would last, if they would go anywhere. What would I talk about? Where am I going to go? How am I going to keep this up? Baruch Hashem, we are finishing season six of the TTOT, Tani Talks OT, where we talk uh, an occupational therapy tidbit or tip for the day in a few minutes your way. We're finishing up in the last couple of weeks here in this almost summer of 2023. God willing, we have an idea for the OT Minute Mindset for Season 7. God willing, after the big summer hiatus. I didn't know if I would get seasons out of it. Baruch Hashem, Hashem allows me to go through. TTPA Season 6 just finished a week or so ago. And God willing, we're going to move over to another parish in Season 7. God willing, after the summer hiatus, Blineder. Who knew if I would get the Parsha going or the radio going? It was a big initiative to create this radio channel for myself. Baruch Hashem for the backing that I got. Baruch Hashem for the initiative. The ability to be on air is fantastic. A wonderful privilege. A wonderful thing. But you got to do it. You want to get something done. You have to do it yourself. That's a big quote I've lived with for many years. First of all, you want to get something done, give it to a busy person. And if you want to get something done right, or you really want to get something done in your life, do it yourself. No one else is going to do it for you. The day is so short and there's so much to accomplish. 
But again, we don't know where it's going to go, but at least you have to start it. You think about Rabbi Noah Weinberg, Zatzal, had this beautiful initiative and idea of making Ish HaTorah. He wasn't going to live forever, but he started it, and he made such a beautiful global movement from the yeshiva with the website and programming. Amazing. And it lives on after him many years later. You start the idea, and hopefully the idea will confound and grow and get bigger and bigger, and who knows where it will go, but you have to start. The day is so short. Life is so short. You have to at least start it. You cannot say that I absolve from this I am absolved from this responsibility. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't have the time. I don't have the ability. Who else is going to do it? Who else is going to have the time? No one has your life, your abilities, your capabilities, your talents. You have something in mind. You must pursue it. I am very persistent. I am very perseverant on an idea. I will not stop until it gets accomplished. I was rejected by 12 Publishers, I know J.K. Rowling was rejected by like 11 or 12 or 13 publishers for Harry Potter, you can imagine. So my idea when I started this, uh, when I thought about the book way back in Corona times, now we're in 2023, I was rejected from publisher after publisher. We don't want to do it. It's not going to sell. It's not such a great idea. Who's going to want to do it? You know what? A lot of people would stop. But that is not the trait that Baruch Hashem was born with. Some people say it's stubborn and flexible, but it is a beautiful, if you turn it on the flip side, it can be used for a beautiful thing, to perseverate on an idea, not in a bad way, but to persist and persevere, actually, is the better word. To persevere on an idea, and Baruch Hashem, we finally got through to a paper, and they published around six editions of the idea and I get much nachas when I see it in print I literally get like a, a goosebump feeling almost because that's an idea that's been in my head for years till we finally put it on paper found an illustrator to put it to paper and the idea is further going down the road I want to make a book working hard on that and hopefully it works out got a lot of content and a lot of ideas and hopefully it goes into it but we have to get through when we have to make it done if there's an idea in your head you got to be the leader of your own life you be that leader follow the leader you you be that person to get it done make sure to get it started the day is short and there's so much to do all you can do is start you may not be able to finish but you must at least be that leader to originate and bring to life the idea that was put in your mind by Hashem that came to your mind it's not for nothing that these ideas spark and come to the life and come to the mind rally those around you inspire people in your life lead with happiness lead with optimism lead with chesed to your families friends spouses kids and the like and of course I always say first Chesed to your spouse. First priority, always spouse. Then, kids, the kids will learn from putting your spouse first. I've been told this many times. I've read about it and I see it in action. When you put the spouse first, the kids learn what a healthy, happy, good relationship is. So no. Who should be fed first at the table? Your wife or your husband. And then the children. The children will have to learn to wait, learn patience and learn mommy and Abba, this is the relationship. This is what is key, fundamental, and most important. Make sure to do what you can to impact the world, and what you do impacts much more than what you say. Very important to realize that in life, a lot of times you talk about things, 
but it doesn't go through. A lot of times, when you say things, it'll go in one ear and out the other. What really stands for kids especially, what really stays for kids especially, is what you do. You know, Daddy talks about helping other people a lot, but I never see him do anything for any other people. He comes home, he puts his feet up, he reads the paper, and he expects everyone to bring everything to him. I don't see him doing anything. Whereas, you know, my Abba loves to cook for people. I see him cooking for people all the time. Abba, who are you cooking for today? Is it someone that lost something, God forbid, or someone had a baby and we're happy? This is happy cooking, buddy. Someone had a baby. Baruch Hashem. This, unfortunately, is sad cooking, buddy. Someone is not happy, not, not doing well, not, not doing great. And I will tell you, cooking for other people is something I love to do. It is very difficult. It's not easy, especially when I'm trying to make dinner for the kids. And then I have to cook for another family. One time we cook for two or three at the same time. Almost impossible. But again, I try to do as much as I can around the house so that my wife's life is a little easier. So I do cook, and I do dishes, and I do laundry, and I do baths. I do a lot of stuff while juggling the day job and the side job and my hobbies because when you're a busy person, you try to make the most of every minute. That's why I get very angry when I see people that waste their days away reading blogs and whatnot and sitting and doing nothing. You have so much you can get done in the day. Why are you wasting it away? Yes, I too love to relax. Yes, I too want to rest, but only after the day's work is done. I work, take care of the kids, we put them to bed, my wife and I have time together, we watch or hang out, and then, and only then, once she falls asleep and I'm making sure that laundry is done or, or whatever is done for the day, then and only then will I rest and relax. I also try to make sure to do daf yomi and yerushalmi yomi. A lot of times I'll fall behind. Used to do shayim mikram back in the day when I had more time. Maybe one day we'll get back to it. I try to read daily Torah emails. And of course, making time for what you really feel is important. Yes, the podcasts do not make money. Yes, the, the children's activity page and hopefully book does not make a lot of money. It makes a tiny bit. And yes, working on the side job doesn't make gazillion dollars, but these are things that are hopefully helping the world and hopefully impacting people. Leadership doesn't equal money. Leadership equals helping people, rallying those around you, influencing those around you, doing what you can to make the world a better place. Things are not about the money. Get away from the money. Don't be crazy obsessed with the mo- the money. Whether you're frugal like crazy or whether you're obsessed with hoarding it like crazy, Money is not the answer. Money comes and goes. But happiness, memories, taking care of and spending time with your wife, your spouse, and kids, nothing can replace that. I could be poor as a pickle with not a dollar in the bank, but I could be happier than people that have millions upon millions because their priorities are messed up. Their priorities are warped. I am Baruch Hashem blessed that although I leave at 7.15, 7.30, depending on the day, I can be home at 4.15, 4 o'clock, 4.15. Work is done at 3. I pick up the kids at the end of the day, and we walk home together a lot of times, and then we're home 4, 4.15. That is a blessing. It's a beautiful thing. No amount of money can change that. Yes, my friend can make 10 times as much as me, but what does that mean, that he's never home for bedtime? He's never home for dinner time. He never sees his wife and kids. He finally comes home and he collapses on the couch. He can't even talk to his wife for five minutes because he had such a busy day at the office. Is the money really worth that? If we took a poll, at the end of the day, what do you think spouses would say? I'd rather my wife my wife or husband make 300 grand, but they're never home. I'd rather them make less, but they're always home and we have a beautiful, happy, fulfilling relationship and life. 
I would be very curious to take such a poll. And I'd be very curious to hear the responses. MaximumTEE7 at gmail.com. I challenge you to answer that question. Would you rather your spouse make a ton of money but never home or make less money but be home and present? Which do you think is a happier life? Which do you think is a more rich and fulfilling life? Do you think the money will come with you after 120 years? I guarantee you it will not. After 120, the only thing that comes with us are our mitzvot, our chesed, our Torah learning, and the good name that we hopefully acquired for ourselves. So whether you acquired a 17-bedroom house or whether you live in a, in a cozy house, I call it, like we do, it doesn't matter. After 120 years, nothing is coming with you. That's why it's fascinating around the world. There are people that live in apartments. Kids have to share a room. But who is happier? Who is more fulfilled? Who is home more? And who is involved more? You can be the leader of your own life. You can just direct. We talked about this a lot in the direction. Sheer. What direction are you heading? Follow your direction. What direction are you going? You can decide what your life will look like. You can work crazy hours for money that doesn't mean anything. and doesn't go anywhere. Money does not ever buy happiness. Money does not ever buy feelings that will last. Or you could find the direction of things that are proper in life. What you do impacts much more than what you say. I tried to be home. I want to be a good dad. I want to be a good husband. Obviously, I slip and fall constantly dealing with my own difficulties and my own issues and their own things that we have to battle in our life. I speak to someone every week because everyone needs to talk to someone, and I think it's wonderfully helpful for everyone to speak to someone, and there should not be a stigma around it at all. We are all very wonderful, normal people, and some people just need extra help. But in general, in life, you what you do impacts more than what you say. You talk about being a dad who's around, but you're never around, daddy. That can't be what our kids say to us. Yes, I get home at 4, 4.15. Yes, I make much less maybe than my friends, but that's okay. I don't care. What kind of a life do I have versus what kind of a life do they have? I get to cook for my kids. I get to eat with my kids. I get to be involved in their bath times. I get to be involved in putting them to bed. I get to be a fully involved dad, which is a beautiful blessing. And yes, we have to change our outlook also. Lead your life thinking about getting to do things instead of having to do things. I read this maybe on Aish once. If you take one word and change it in the trajectory of your life, you can literally vastly change your entire life. I cannot stand it that I have to do garbage. Why does he always make me take out the garbage? Why does she always make me take out the garbage? Instead, change it to it is a beautiful privilege to be able to be involved in the mitzvah of gladdening my spouse, I get to take out the garbage to keep a clean house so that my spouse will be happy. I have to take out the garbage. I get to take out the garbage. This is a fascinating viewpoint I saw on a WhatsApp or a website. I can't remember where. I wish I could give credence where credence is due. I wish I could give credit where credit is due because it is a huge thing Perkovs talks about when you repeat a name. In the teaching of a person, you bring Geula to the world because Esther said in the name of Mordechai, changing the whole Purim story. What you do impacts more than what you say. Getting to do things instead of having to do things really changes a life. I get to be with my kids instead of I have to be with my kids. I get to cook for them instead of I have to cook for them. I get to do the laundry for them, making sure they have clean clothing all the time instead of I have to do the laundry. 
It's so difficult. I get to do the laundry. You change one word in your life. You literally can change around your whole viewpoint. You can lead your life in a much better direction. You can make sure to lead your life in a much better direction. I also want to bring to the forepoint how Rabbi Sachs also brings it home from RabbiSachs.org. Rabbi Sachs, that saw, was a tremendous leader in his own right. You know, he was given lordship. He was like the chief rabbi of uh, the English Commonwealth or whatever of uh, England. He explains seven principles of Jewish leadership. Number one. Leadership begins with taking responsibility. I take responsibility that I want to be home from a wife and kids, that I could be home at a reasonable hour, even though it means making less than my cohorts who spend 18 hours in the hospital. Likely, gladly so. Leadership taking responsibility. I am responsible for my life. I want to impact the world. I am responsible to do what I can with my talents that Hashem gave me to make the world better. I want to use my voice in my five podcasts. I want to use my vision for the book, for the weekly project with what Hashem gave me. It is my responsibility to impact the world in a better way. It is my responsibility to care for my wife and kids, to be there for them, to give to them. To make sure to be present and take care of things around the house and in life. It is my responsibility. I am the leader of my own life. Principle number two, no one can lead alone. I need support. My wife is very supportive and is the pillar to my life. And I just told her the other day, she is literally my best friend. And the only advice, the only guidance I ever want is not from anyone in my entire life except from my wife. That who is who leads with me. Principle number two. Principle number three. Leadership is about the future. What do I want to accomplish in this life? What do I want to set about in this life? What do I want to accomplish and see fulfilled in this life? Obviously, with a spouse and kids is number one. But after that, what do I want to do in an occupation? I'm a pediatric OT. I like to help kids and work with kids in sessions and half hours throughout the day. How do I want to impact them? What can I do for the future? Can my voice live on in posterity after me? Can my vision on paper live after prosperity? I even Baruch Hashem play the guitar. Can my music leave on live on after me? There are certain OT episodes, Tani Talks OT, where I put the shows on on purpose. Leadership is about the future. Principle number four. Avos teaches us in Dalit Aleph, I believe from Benzoma, leaders learn. Principle number four. Who is a wise person? Someone who learns from everyone around him. Everyone. And some people say Mikol Hadam. You learn from the whole purpose of the whole aspect of the whole person. Leaders learn. Principle number five. Leadership means believing in the people you lead. If you don't believe in the people that you work with, you don't believe in those around you, you're never going to be able to lead. You want people to take into account. You want them to see how you lead. If you don't believe in them, they're not going to lead. Even a tiny aspect. When I'm working with people, trying to sign them up to get them to podcast, like I podcast, if I don't believe in their mission or they don't believe in my mission, we're never going to be able to work in tandem to try to get them up and running. 
jewishpodcast.fm is one of my side things where my own shows are. Any person can have a podcast. Any Jewish concept can become a podcast. But if I'm trying to lead them, but I don't believe in it to begin with, there's no way it's going to get off the ground. Leadership means believing in the people you lead. Principle number six, leadership involves a sense of timing and pace. You have to schedule your day in blocks. I just talked about that on the OT show the other day. You have to go about it. I know that seven to eight I'm traveling to work and I can use those minutes, especially on the train, to do a little doff or to catch up on the emails. I know that eight to eight thirty is my getting ready in the zone time. That's my breakfast time, thinking about who I'm seeing that day, what can I do with them that day, eight thirty to nine, nine to nine thirty, nine thirty to ten, depending on the school, depending on the place, I see those three kids, then I take the break to some notes, then I see them 11.15 to 11.45, all the way to 1.45, I get in those eight kids for the day, then I have 1.45 till around 2.55.3, when I finish the kids, three to four is usually, you know, comeback time, and then again, I pick up the kids, a lot of times we walk home, and then four to five is usually dinner prep time, five is usually kid dinner time, and then it's the wind down for the day for the kids, whether it's bath night or laundry night or it's the night where I do the radio or whatnot. That's when we, we zone down, we, we, we twirl it down, and then my wife and I usually have our hangout time. And then and only then do I make sure to have time for myself. Once everyone's sleeping, then I can, I can chill down myself. I can catch up on my own stuff, and I can rest myself. You have to have a sense of timing and pace to your life. When I have breaks, I can work on my podcast. When I have breaks, I can work on the five. When I have breaks, I can work on my own side passions, but not to the detriment of time with my wife and family, not to the detriment of my responsibilities, of my jobs. No way. You have to have a sense of timing and pace. And finally, principle number seven, my favorite number, leadership is stressful and emotionally demanding. Understand that it is difficult to lead. It is hard to lead, but it is a beautiful thing to do. If we could focus on but one of the principles for ourselves, we would be well on our way to become our own best leaders. A leader is not just someone who rules over a country, an empire, or a kingdom. A leader is someone who does good and inspires others. Someone who starts an idea and gets others to follow. Who brings light to the world and can influence or help others with setting the way and with others following in those footsteps. We all can be and should be leaders with the trait of leadership. We just have to look and learn how to do so. Be that leader, that good leader. Think about how you could connect to others in this world. Focus on this world, showing them the way, even if you don't know the way. People that want you to lead. Thinking about the generation, how you can lead those around you, taking people from where they are to where they have not been, making sure that you know the way, you go the way, you show the way, understand that sometimes you're thrust upon you, the leadership is thrust upon you, and that's okay. You create more leaders as a leader, not a follower, someone who gets others to do the greatest things about influencing those in your life to translate vision into reality. And understanding it's not genetic. You're made into a leader, not born into it. Successfully leading is through influencing. Using your courage to have passion to bring to the world. Taking people where they want to go and where they not necessarily want to go but ought to go. You should make sure to dream more, to learn more, to do more, and to become more. To be the leader, be humble. 
have clarity and courage to lead and make sure to do what you can to make yourself into the leader. Do what you can to influence, to be the leader. You can do whatever you can, bringing kindness and goodness to the world. Don't push yourself on leaders, on others, but make sure that you influence others to follow, bringing the courage, doing what you can to make the world a better place. I hope and I pray that you in your own life can be that leader. Follow the leader that is you. Be that leader in this world. Anytime, any place, any way you can think about, you can be a leader. You are always welcome to comment and suggest and to give any feedback at MaximumTEE7 at gmail.com. This has been Tani Talks Radio, where we talk about a topic for the week for the audience members to keep. Join us next week, same place, same time. God willing, you're Mr. Shemlinetter here on Tani Talks Radio, and I'm your host, Tani.